Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. Today's topic is all around digital transformation and so I'm very happy to welcome Jan van Vono to the podcast. Hello Jan. Hi Miles, thanks for having me. No problem. Can you uh, give our listeners a quick run through please of your coverage at IDC? Sure. Um, so I'm based out of Amsterdam and I am part of IDC's Western European software team. Um, where I look at some of the enterprise applications markets, um, but more interestingly, over the, since 2015, I've been driving our digital transformation research across the region. Um, and what started off as a small project with a, just a handful of analysts has now grown out to a full-blown practice initiative across the region with over 30 analysts contributing to our digital transformation research different industry, different technology, and different geographical backgrounds. So it's been an interesting ride, and um, I'm uh, happy to be here with you today. Fantastic. So, um, I mean, to start off, I find it's easy to um, get bogged down in the detail with digital transformation. It's such a huge, wide-ranging term. I wonder if you could give us some kind of uh, some on-the-ground examples of digital transformation happening in the real world, just so we can get some context around everything. Right. So... So first off, taking a step back, what is digital transformation? Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's um, a a term used a lot in the industry. Um, So um, how I prefer to uh, describe it is best, um, I think, on the spectrum. So Mm -hmm. um, on one side of the spectrum, you might look at digital transformation from an opportunity of optimization. So digital business optimization is looking for incremental improvements in your processes, um, in your operations using, for instance, IoT, uh, so with the Internet of Things, using sensors and beacons to um, extract data from, from machines and assets um, to find little process improvements in, in operations. You can also look at um, you know, launching mobile applications or um, self-service portals to transform entire services and how you deliver your products and services to, to to customers. Mm-hmm. But where it really becomes interesting is on the other side of the spectrum because on the left side of the spectrum you're really talking about, you know, transforming processes and services within its current business model. But at the other side of the spectrum you're you're starting to see more and more companies redefining themselves as technology companies. So this is where it becomes interesting because that's where the business becomes technology, where IT becomes the product, um, where IT has traditionally been been a cost line contributor or bottom line contributor it is now a top line revenue contributor um, and we're seeing more and more new business models sort of being introduced as part of this so that sounds great have you got any examples of that now some examples of this um, new types of business models um, you know you can look at uh, data monetization which is increasingly um, you know being talked about in various industries so Siemens they recently launched an IOT project and our IT strategy where their CEO Joe Kasia said, you know what, our IoT strategy is twofold. First off, we're going to be collecting data to improve our operations. But second, we're going to be consolidating this data, aggregating this data, and selling that back to our customers. And as part of that, they've launched MindSphere, which is for them this data aggregation and IoT platform strategy through which they hope their ecosystem is going to be leveraging that data to provide new services to their customers. Mm-hmm. Um, another business model we're seeing emerge is uh, um, the shift towards a product as a service or productization. And I think a couple of years ago we called this Uberfication. <laughs> um, so basically uh, launching um, uh, a subscription model, an app, 
um, for your products and services where um, you create more transparency between uh, supply and uh, supply and demand mm -hmm. um, and and deliver even business services in a more consumable fashion mm. so you could also call it the Netflixization Netflixization <laughs> that's a, a similar concept absolutely yeah, yeah. Fantastic. So, I mean, there's there's a lot there, isn't there? And it ranges across consumer technology, it ranges across uh, manufacturing, goes across all kinds of different industries. So, how, how how can we kind of make it? How can we make it make more sense? How can we kind of? Is there a way to categorize this um, to make it easier for people to understand? Yeah. So, um, I mean, this is a question we're we're getting pretty often. Um, uh, from our from our own clients, and we've been going through an interesting exercise over the past uh, couple years. So, um, working together with the vertical teams, um, the IDC Insights teams, over the years, we've now identified um, and described 515 independent use cases that organizations might be looking at, and this goes pretty deep because. Our ultimate goal is to understand what the technology spending is. Of course, being IDC, we, we, we want to know what the technology spend is on, on digital transformation. Um, so we've been able to identify um, the um, sort of objective of some of these use cases, but also which underlying capabilities and technologies are going to enable these use cases for these different industries. Wow. And if... If you're um, an end user, like one of our other clients, for example, you're not necessarily um, going to sell technology so much as use technology. That might also be interesting to find out whether what your peers are doing and whether or not is a particular area is um, is growing in investment. And so that's the kind of area I should probably look into investing in, for example. Mm. That's interesting. So um, yeah. yeah, I think it's also important to note that I mean the the buying behavior is shifting mm. quite a bit. So. Enterprises um, who have embraced digital transformation as a business priority, they're not mm -hmm. looking for um, uh, technology replacement. Mm -hmm. um, and therefore, the technology cell motion is becoming less and less relevant. The conversation around digital transformation needs to be much more about business value. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what these use cases help identify. So rather than talking about total addressable market, for instance, for an ERP system, mm -hmm. it's much more interesting to understand what is a total addressable market for a smart warehousing solution. Mm -hmm. And smart smart warehousing might be an example of a, um, a set of use cases or a specific use case that a company might buy into. So 515 use cases is pretty enormous. I mean, are you using them in any other area or any other way? Right. So um, the goal is eventually to integrate all these all these use cases into the spending guides, uh, which is a product we have. So mm -hmm. we actually get a, a technology spending overview. Um, but we're also using these use cases to um, advise and help our clients on their digital transformation journey. Um, and when you start looking through these use cases through within these industries, you can start to recognize that there are journeys. Um, journeys um, that organizations can embark on by investing in use cases uh, today, which are, could be elementary use cases where there are already standard solutions for on the market. Um, they might identify certain use cases which need to be incubated, um, relying on some internal capabilities and maybe some capabilities from external. And there are use cases that may be five, six, seven years out for a company if they are committed to their strategic objectives and strategic priorities. So what we're doing with our clients is we're helping them um, apply uh, you know, three horizons of innovation thinking or horizon thinking 
which was first introduced in the book of um, The Alchemy of Growth in uh, 1999. And what we're, what we're doing with our clients is helping them imagine what a Horizon 3, let's say a future use case might be. I see, I see. So you're, kind of, you're looking at the end goal that is a complex use case and you break it down to blocks that are the simpler use cases that you need to get there. Absolutely, absolutely. So you can probably imagine in insurance, for instance, mm-hmm. IDC has a prediction that by 2020, 15% of automobile insurance will be sensor enabled. So mm-hmm. using IoT and GPS data to have a usage based premium rather than a fixed fee. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've got one of those in my car at the moment, like a black box that sits in your boot. You do? Yeah. All right. So this is a market that's transitioning quite heavily. Mm. And we can see this this model for insurance companies also being applied in different areas. Mm-hmm. So the insurance business models is changing quite dramatically where they're moving towards personalized, orchestrated insurance packages and ultimately, ultimately trying to find a no-gap plan for mm. their customers. But before any of this... Mm-hmm. These insurance companies need to master data management, data governance, uh, analytics, machine learning, in order to create those data models Mm -hmm. that allow them to understand their customers better. Absolutely. So there's virtually a journey for organizations where they today already need to start building those capabilities around data management before they can ultimately start delivering these no-gap plans to their customers. Absolutely. So it's the same if you're a health insurance company, for example. I know quite a few of them are looking into using biometrics, like through a a wearable watch, for example, to be able to track things like blood pressure. But it's not as easy as just jumping to the end goal of saying your entire health plans can be based on biometrics. You've got to build up those sort of building blocks first to get to where you want to get. Absolutely. And there are more variables involved, of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. regulations, compliance, there are all of these external macro factors that play a role as well in in terms of enabling this journey. But organizations can start making the required investments today. Um, And it's not just insurance or, or healthcare. We see similar examples in utilities and smart asset management, for instance. So that's really interesting. Do you have any examples of companies or organizations that are pursuing best practice in this area? First off, IDC, we have a advisory board for our digital transformation research. Um, and, and some of the stories that they share are, I think, foundational for the journeys that we help our clients in as well, because we are recognizing some best practices across industries. Uh, a public reference I like to refer to um, is uh, that of um, MBank in Poland. Um, and I think they were known as one of the first uh, disruptors in the financial industry um, as they were a they are a uh, mobile only bank um, so digital only bank and what they are doing is they are creating partnerships with third parties to ultimately deliver uh, lifestyle services to their customers mm. so going beyond banking and investing looking at how can maybe certain insurance solutions help customers, and beyond that, maybe discounts, loyalty programs um, through association and through partnership with retailers. So a very interesting view in looking at the uh, finance landscape as much more than just banking and uh, investing and finding associated services that are going to be relevant to you as a consumer. 
Hmm. So one last question then before we go. Um, what kind of challenges are these organisations telling us about? What are the kind of roadblocks that people are coming up against? So in our research, we found that 55% of organizations that are on a digital transformation journey have um, uh, have become stuck in some mm. shape or form. Um, there are some recurring rec- uh, challenges for organizations. Um, talent, culture are uh, often two of the most significant ones. Mm. Um, but we also find that lack of having... Um, uh, appropriate KPIs and metrics to mm. report on success is uh, an important challenge. Mm. We find that the governance structure, the, the organizational structure within an organization is uh, critical to, um, uh, to to progressing on a digital transformation journey. Mm. And I think perhaps most importantly, uh, or at least one of the most important ones, is um, having the right technology foundation. Mm. Um, because what we've been noticing is because digital transformation is driven much more out of the business than it is out of IT, is that what happens to form within organizations are islands of innovation. So we have uh, one business unit that might be launching a business app, but every app has its own technology foundation. Mm. Um, now, CIOs are responding to this by launching a uh, you know, sidecar approach or a two-speed IT approach where they are uh, basically trying to standardize some of the you know, platforms or technology environments where these apps and use cases are being launched. Um, but at AEC, we, we firmly believe that the launch of what we call an enterprise digital platform is uh, the next step for an organization in order to make their initiatives scalable. Um, so just going beyond the incubation phase and maybe the initial pilot phase, but making it scalable across the broader enterprise in a way that they can manage it without creating new technology debt for the future. Because that's going to be an, a, a very significant challenge for CIOs. How can they manage the technology debt that the business is creating by making all of these investments in, in apps and in, in new, um, uh, new use cases for, for connected assets, for IoT, for, uh, for machine learning? How can, they, how can they manage that? Um, and we believe that uh, we call an enterprise digital platform is going to be a technology architecture uh, that is going to help organizations manage it. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you all very much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and on SoundCloud. You can join us next time when we discuss another issue affecting the technology industry across Europe. Um, in the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at IDC underscore Amir. You can follow Jan as well. What's your on Twitter? It's at Jan Van Vano. That's it. Easy. <laughs> and we're on LinkedIn as well. Please search us there under IDC and on YouTube. Uh, we do have a dedicated YouTube account for IDC Amir. It's got some great content on there. Please do check the links in the description. Uh, thank you very much and see you next time. See you next time. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>